0: This is Lone Star Community Radio on 104.5 KCZW LP Conroe and 106.1 KZCC LP Conroe and worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. Hey, this is
1: Dick from Lone Star Community Radio. We have a big announcement for Lone Star Community Radio, and our listeners, we have partnered with another TV station. That's right, you will be seeing Lone Star Community Radio content on KVQT Channel 12 in the Houston area. Now is a great time to start a show our sponsor a show with Lone Star Community Radio. For more information on everything that is happening, visit us online at IRLoneStar.com or call the station at 936-647-647. 3776 and leave a message. And we want to also wish everyone a safe and happy Thanksgiving. Who let
2: the dogs out? Who let the dogs out? Who let the dogs out? Who, 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 who let the dogs
3: out? Who let them
1: out? Who let the out?
4: Well, we're out. We've been released onto the community, onto the airwaves. Mornings with Lone Star. The Dick and Skippy! I'm Skippy, he's the other one. And we can neither confirm to nor to deny to that we're the I ones who coined T-G-I-O. the phrase TGIF.
1: But we should have.
4: We should, you know, we should trademark that, Dick. Make a fortune.
1: How so? Just because of the restaurant? I'm pretty sure someone already took over.
4: Oh no, that's TGI Fridays. I mean, the TGIF is the acronym.
1: You mean it's not called TGIF?
4: No, it's called TGI Fridays.
1: Oh, I thought it was called,
4: oh. You're thinking TGIF Haircutters.
1: No, I always thought it was TGI like and thought that's what it was called. The restaurant was called.
4: Well, I'm sure it's been shortened to that, but their official name is TGI Friday. Uh, okay, so, yeah.
1: maybe it's already coined. That's why they had to name it that way.
4: Could be, could be. I, I wouldn't mind trademarking something like the semicolon, the one that's you know used enough that I, I get royalties from it every time it was used. That would be cool. A long time ago, some friends of mine and I we, we played a game like um, if you could go back in time and, and invent any one thing, what would it be? Um to ensure your financial uh, future, and I thought I was really cool. I chose the, uh, the silicon chip as you know if I could go back and invent that, that would be awesome. Uh, but a friend of mine uh, he said he would invent the ball bearing and think about it. think about how many ball bearings are out there that everyone basically every BB that was ever made he'd get a he'd get a percentage of that BB that would uh that was cool story. A wise move. Yeah, <laughs> I need more of this delicious Conroe coffee inside of me. That's for sure. To, to kick in That's the second for sure. gear here.
1: That's for sure. Over so there's there. a,
4: there's a parade
1: today. Yeah, that, what's in Houston? It's not here, so who cares?
4: Yeah. Well, what what I care about is that there's this big fluffle about eight. You know, the school district shutting down Houston school district.
1: Yeah, district. that is kind of the talk of the town because you know 950 they, they, they,
4: employees they, wanted to take vacation today, so they realized there aren't enough substitute teachers in the planet to, to cover this. And I've got. there's got to be a reason for this, so I, I can't complain about it, but I, I have to ask myself, why today? You know, tomorrow, a lot of people aren't at
1: work. Over the uh, parade? Yeah. I think that's a good question. Um,
4: Unless there's something huge going on downtown, which would, you know, predicate them not being able I don't able think anything,
1: to. I mean.
4: I, I, that's what I, I can't complain because I don't have enough information about it, and I don't want to be those knee-jerk reaction guys. Who say, yeah, this is tomorrow, and then tomorrow's like, you know, Downtown Arts Festival, or something that would mess that up. But I just—I can kind of ask myself, who's the mental giant that said, "Hey, let's do it on a Friday," and and shut down? You know, they should have known that uh, based on the the Rockets parade, uh, oh, low those many years ago. There'd be a lot of people wanting to show up.
1: Yeah, that's a good question. Why? I think. I mean, I don't know. It all happened so fast. I think people just don't know what to do.
4: I well, I would think. Okay, Friday. Basically, downtown Houston, you know, lots of people work there. So it'd be jacking with their traffic and their work days and everything else. Or wait 24 hours and and people can come at leisure. Yeah. So we'll look into that because, like I said, I want to have all the information that I can. And if there's a good reason for it, I will, I will bow to that. But other words, you dummies in City Hall, think about holding a parade on Saturday or a bank holiday like things. That's what
1: I got on me this morning. All right. We got a special guest this morning coming. Yeah. Up. What is that going to happen? 9.30. All right. Really? So stick around for that. Yeah. Who is it? Her name is Grace McDaniel. She, All
4: right. Yeah. She uh, wrote and directed a radio play that will be presented live on this very station Sunday evening at 7 o'clock. And cool. she's going to kind of talk to us about the process and being a member of the community, working on the community uh, radio troupe. So I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be a fun uh, fun interview with Grace McDaniel at
1: 9.30. Well, that's uh, if you have questions about that, especially that's the thing coming on on Sunday at 7 p.m. So mm-hmm. if you want to do live radio, and if, if you want to get involved with live radio plays uh, and recorded radio plays, yeah. reach out to the station, ironlonestar.com. There's a little Star Radio Troop link. Check it out. Yeah. Well, in the news, uh, I know yesterday we talked... Uh, on the Ticket Stub about the harassment stuff. Uh, since then, more stuff has come out. Uh, House of Cards employees have actually got mad at uh, Kevin Spacey. And what I predicted on Ticket Stub was Kevin Spacey was going to be uh, coming out with a new movie this Oscar season. Mm-hmm. And I think he plays he plays some rich dude, but it's like they're really coining it as he was going to be a challenger. If that makes sense.
4: A contender for an Oscar?
1: Yes. Okay. And uh, apparently they've canceled uh it's called the movie's called All for the Money <laughs> in the World. And I'm trying I'm I'm, I'm fine who it was because the trailer is available. He puts like prosthetics on and stuff like that. Okay. But uh they canceled the Oscar uh I guess the what do you call it? The campaign. So yeah, the Oscar campaign, they've they've canceled it. So it was Ridley Scott's directed the movie. So, it was a big budget movie. Uh, it co stars Mark Wahlberg and Michelle Williams. Uh, so, it's going to be interesting to see how they uh, are going to handle that kind of stuff, especially if you're an actor. And, like, that's going to be imagine being an actor who, who acted in a movie with this one person 20 years ago. And it's like every time you do an interview about promoting your new movie, it's like, oh, we saw that you were, uh, you know, co starring in a movie with Kevin Spacey, who has been in the <laughs> would, he, would, would he do anything to you?
4: Unfortunately, that is all of uh, Space's co-stars are going to uh, have to handle that. It's it's the flip side to fame, you, you know, and I almost feel sorry for those who have, you know, no idea of who they were working with. But, uh, yeah, they're just going to have to deal with that. Uh, Harvey Weinstein's got some actual uh, rape allegations.
1: Again. Yeah, in L.A. and New York. So someone might actually get in trouble, uh, which is interesting. And then my favorite thing, I don't know, the politics side, too, is everyone, you know, it's very toxic today. Everyone's calling each other out. It's like it's going to – it's really strange. Like my favorite one recently was Donna Brazile of the DNC. I think she's either releasing a book or she's trying to release a book. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she basically started calling P- Hillary Clinton out. And she was the bo- – she her boss was Hillary Clinton apparently. Yeah. So she's uh, in the book, which I think it's like she's doing excerpts about she has proof, mm-hmm. all this kind of stuff. She
4: actually has a smoking gun, a documentation.
1: Yeah, so it's gonna be pretty interesting when their own turn on each other because usually that's how the smoking gun gets provided. Right, is somebody doesn't like somebody else what they're doing, and that's what happened. But uh,
4: well, after uh, you know, W Wasserman Schultz was removed as the DNC head because of the whole uh, the the allegations and the.
1: the you mean the proof?
4: <laughs> yeah. Well, the first off the allegation, first with the allegations that you know they were uh, anti-Bernie, and then the proof that came when uh, CNN admitted that. They were given, uh, they gave the questions to Hillary, uh, the debate questions, and not Bernie. Uh, So when this new gal stepped in, she said, on the record, I'm going to find out if this is true or not. You know, she took her job as head of the DNC very seriously. I got to give her props for that. Because knowing she was, probably knowing what she was going to find at the far end of it, and knowing that, you know, she'd be on uh, the Clinton hit list, uh, where you know, if you want to subscribe to some conspiracy theories, people have died who have gone up against the Clintons. But, you know, people die every day, so I'm not saying A equals B. But, you know, I, I think your uh, your life insurance premiums would probably go up if you were becoming a known enemy of the Clintons.
1: Yeah, I, it's, it's weird because I feel like the news is trying the hardest, trying its hardest to be – 5 minutes behind the actual story.
3: Mm-hmm. And
1: they're trying to I mean like you can look at the headlines and then the, you look at trying to talk to these people try I mean it's it's strange cuz I always feel like there's going to be something better the next day. Like someone's going to get in trouble. Someone's going to get arrested. Someone's actually the proof's going to come out and then we're going to look back at this like Watergate or something like that that someone had an influence in the country and I'm because I was around when Bill Clinton stuff was going on, but I was too young to really fully understand what impeachment was. That was Watergate for me. I and, was
4: alive, but too young to fully...
1: And, yeah, and nothing, like, even looking back today from that, nothing had came from it. I mean, I really don't think he served anything. No, no, he he was... Um, I know he he was, he was impeached, but it didn't do anything.
4: At literally nothing.
1: And so... I mean, is that just go on his resume? Do you like do you put an <laughs> asterisk on his name as president? Because like, he like I'm I'm serious. Like, is there a book of impeachment? And there's only so many presidents have been impeached, and he's one of them.
4: Well, uh, y- yeah, I guess you could do the asterisk. That's kind of I'm looking at the visual of that. That were the
1: case. well, I'm just trying to understand. Like, what's the what's the significance of actually going through that whole system
4: and it's then like coming work. out
1: with like literally not I mean, not literally nothing, but. It came out with... It's
4: as close to literally nothing is possible. Uh, he suffered not
1: one iota. I mean, he paid a lot of money, I imagine.
4: But he was paying money to keep everyone quiet anyway. So just, it was basically, it was a, 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 the worst-kept secret made public, and, and that was all. He flat-out lied to the American people, went on the, I do yeah. not have sexual relations with that woman, and flat-out lied. And what he did, basically, he got a, a wrist slap, a spanking, Basically a, a letter of reprimand that go in his file.
1: Well, I'll be interested to hear from somebody who his bit was around that time and was involved in the case in one way or another to get an opinion why he just got a slap on the wrist.
4: Because he was the darling. He was the he was the president that went on Leno and played the saxophone. You know, he was he's and he's even now he's the darling of the Democrat Party. He.
1: He's held up so, which, for the Democrats, which, like Reagan is held up. So for the Hillary Clinton's punishment for never getting in trouble is she has to be married to the guy, and then she has to lose to Donald Trump.
4: I have seen green card right? marriages with more love in them than what happens. I mean, the
1: imagine imagine their drunken tirades on each other. <laughs> It'd be about like, a like Tennessee Williams play. Yeah, <laughs> like you. Oh man, that's actually a good Bill idea. And Hillary,
4: Bill and Hillary and cat on a hot tin no, roof.
1: Yeah, imagine just like the whole play is just them having dinner. Who's afraid of Virginia Woolf? And just, instead of
4: a uh, Richard Burton and Elizabeth Taylor, have Bill and Hillary. Yeah, Clinton. it's just
1: them having dinner, and it escalates, goes up and down. They talk about everything. Someone's
4: got to have done that on YouTube. I got, I got to look into that to see. That actually
1: be, could be an interesting play.
4: Yeah, I'd, I'd actually pay for that one. I'd watch that one
1: because you can see, you can because they probably would have forty years of just in the news, kind of right. They've been around for, oh, for oh, a while, mm-hmm. so you could do it. Oh man, look at that.
4: We got, we got to find that one out. I'd be staggered if someone hasn't done a Who's Afraid of Hillary Clinton play uh, somewhere.
1: And who would play Hillary Clinton?
4: Uh, I don't think she would. Le- well, wasn't there already like a Hillary movie or something? Uh, am I hallucinating? I thought someone's already played her on TV. I
1: know there was an Obama movie.
4: Maybe, well, yeah. I know that. I think probably the actress who played Hillary in, in that Obama movie. Uh, so, yeah. So, it's not looking too good for uh, Kevin Spacey right now. Um, or Harvey Weinstein, the uh, the actress who's... Uh, so, oh, wait, just, just to give you an
1: update, oh. All the Money in the World is based off a book called Painfully Rich, The Outrageous Fortunes and Misfortunes of the Heirs of J. Paul Getty. Okay. So it's I think it's about when his son was kidnapped. <clears throat> so that's the whole, like, the that's the, yeah.
4: Very interesting. Um, uh, Paz de la Vega uh, is the actress who's levied the rape charges on Harvey Weinstein. Okay. Uh, she's in boardwalk empire and other movies. Uh,
1: do he uh, have, do he have anything to do with that? I don't know.
4: I could, I could look into that and delve more. Uh, but I think like the, the, a story on this, it's, it's actual rape allegations, you know, him forcing himself on other women is, is coming out. And I think that's, uh, uh, it's it's funny they're talking about taking um passports from people. They need to be taking his passport pretty quick because he's gonna be on the Polanski
1: Express. You know who'd be a good Hillary Clinton, who on stage, who just with lots of makeup. I don't know if she'd lose some weight. Kathy Bates would be pretty interesting. Kathy
4: Bates, I was flipping. In wasn't. movies,
1: not really in the movie version, no. But like on play, where people don't really see the detail, you can kind of make it up,
4: right? Or uh, the stage play, you can uh let the character speak instead of the uh, the actual facial stuff. Uh, there's a play called Frost-Nixon, and it's yeah. based on the interviews that David Frost uh, had with Richard Nixon. And, you know, they don't put on prosthetics or, or try to do it. They just let the audience accept the fact this is supposed to be. Mm-hmm.
1: Just, you, know, you know, speaking of uh, passports, you see that the, they're, they're thinking about requiring child or any type of uh, child molesters, pedophilia, or... Um What's the, what's the correct term for that when they get charged? Like, say I was peeing, and I happened to be peeing next to a school, and I get arrested. What is that called? Oh, that's exposure,
4: that's um, public... You're publicity. on the list, though. What's the list? Oh, oh, the sexual offender list.
1: Yeah, so sexual offender list, they might put that on your passport. Good.
4: As, l- as long that. as you're, you know, your your proof is incontrovertible, and, uh, you know, you confess to it or make it part of a plea deal or whatever. But, yeah, absolutely. Because uh, too many of them, there have been too many cases of those who flee the country go to uh, predominantly Asia and, and set up shop over there. In fact, the uh, the downfall of Gary Glitter, are you familiar with this? <clears throat> uh, they play his song in every uh, um, ball game. Dun, 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 dun. It's called Rock and Roll Part 2. Um, okay, we'll play it sometime. Anyhow, he set up shop in Vietnam he, and... Uh, Started a little boy. He let the dogs crazy. out. He let the dogs. He let the dog out. Yeah, badly.
1: Nine fifteen here on Morning's with Lone Star. We gotta take a break. We're gonna do a short commercial break, and don't forget we have our music lineup at the bottom of the hour. Thanks for joining us. Today's show is sponsored by Conroe Coffee and Clean Sweep Office Cleaning, folks. This is Morning with Lone Star. You can get involved with us nine three six six four seven three seven seven six. That's nine three six six four seven three seven seven six for our call in message line. And there's also Facebook MW Lone Star. Thanks for joining us. We got lots to talk about. We also have Grace McDaniel coming in around 9 30. So stick around.
0: Conroe Coffee is a local coffee shop located in the heart of downtown Conroe. Seven
1: We'd like to thank our sponsor at Conroe Coffee for supporting Mornings with Lone Star and Lone Star Community Radio. Don't forget to check them out online at conroecoffee.com.
5: Clean Sweep Office Cleaning has been Montgomery County's business cleaning service since 2002, offering professional office cleaning in areas such as restroom, stairwells, elevator, floor care, pretty much every angle of your office. One-time cleaning is available, but you will want these guys back. Offering daily, weekly, monthly scheduled cleanings, Clean Sweep Office Cleaning works around your business needs. Schedule a cleaning today online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com or call 832-689-7996. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office
3: Cleaning. Broadcasting 24/7 from the heart of downtown Conroe, Texas.
4: <laughs> I'm trying to figure out how the heck Dick came up with our bumper music. That's uh got me off guard. Thank you. Very I just want to change it up. You change it up. Like a change up pitch in a baseball game. See, me hanging around Jake from Sports Talk has uh increased my sports vocabulary. I know the sporting nomenclature now. And I'm so proud of myself. Speaking of sports, we did find out why the parade is being held today instead of Saturday. Because, uh, and I quote from the Houston Chronicle, the city decided to hold the parade on Friday instead of Saturday to accommodate players' schedules. Yeah,
1: isn't well, the season they're not, over? Yeah, there's they'd no be more sleeping.
4: games. Yeah, sleeping in, being on the Ellen show—I guess that's their schedules now. And I appreciate that, but come on, guys, just you know, it's a parade in your honor. You could put you know your appearance on the Deborah Duncan show uh, back a couple of hours. Anyhow, uh, if you're going to the parade, knock yourselves out. I'll be safe and cozy. Yeah, they're already here.
1: lining up, sitting in the street. They're probably sitting on the wrong side too. Uh, yeah. Mm.
4: Well, it's kind of a dress rehearsal. They're they're, they're following the exact same route as the, the, the you know okay. parade.
1: I want you to explain this to me. Okay. On the social media and stuff, I saw a lot of people going to sporting goods stores, but like lining out.
4: Oh, I'm sure this is where you get the, the, the hats. The I know,
1: but, like, is it really, like, like really, you got to go right then and wait for the store to open to get this hat?
4: Uh, probably to keep it from selling out.
1: You really think so? You oh, oh, yeah, someone's
4: going to walk in and buy, you know, 500 hats so they can turn around and sell them on eBay later. So It's, it's almost like a, uh, like a concert really? ticket. I,
1: I miss that boat i'll just
4: buy the cheap knockoff you know i'll go to the mall to the make your own t-shirt shop or uh
1: well i always was a fan of people finding somehow like the la dodgers world champions hats mm-hmm. <laughs> because that's a real deal oh yeah absolutely and there's probably how many do you think they print at oh, the game they Like had, they, they had print thousands you, they, they, it, you have to be
4: ready to go with it so it's a, it's a cost you guys just gotta swallow
1: do you think they burn them
4: no, I think what they do is is they make up the cost by selling them on the dark web for uh, a substantial markup. It's like those the stamps that they print upside down and, and
1: yeah, them. I mean like that that kind of stuff. I would be, I would I'd be fake news. That's what I see, that would be the perfect costume. Is you buy all <laughs> as much merchandise that is misprinted and not true. Oh,
4: you could start off with uh, Ike wins. Uh, you know that uh, for the
1: uh, the presidential Pres- election, yeah, uh, and do something like that, and then wear a hat, and then you could probably find a jacket, and then I, you could probably load find it up socks. With all the... That's nice, and you just be called fake news for Halloween.
4: Uh, <laughs> well, I've got my costume for next year then. Uh, I, although I don't know how I can beat this year's costume. It was a raging success. So very happy with that.
1: So have you checked out Stranger Things yet? No, no, it's,
4: uh, you know, I've got my tablet at the hotel room, and i got Netflix on my tablet. Uh, I, I need to, actually, I'm being nice. In fact, I'm being nicer to my wife than she was to me. Because apparently for season one, she, like, we, we watched, like, three episodes together, and then I got busy. And so, like, three weeks later, I'm like, oh, let's finish off Stranger Things. She's acting a little strange, like, oh, okay, yeah. And she seemed to be preempting a lot of the action. And then you notice on... When you go to another episode, you can, it's got the little red bar that shows how much you've watched already. And I saw that the rest of the season had been watched. And she she cheated on me. She binge-watched Stranger Things.
1: Well, I, you know, that, that could be an argument about why Netflix kind of revolutionized the binge. Like the, they introduced the binge-watching mm-hmm. because they released all the shows. And to me, I think it's going to bite them in the butt later.
4: Possibly. Um, here's the they have such a library though that they can have a retro month where you know it's all the '70s sitcoms or old sci- you know, 80s yeah. But TV.
1: you're spending so much money on producing that show, and the longevity of people watching it is pretty much like you're you're taking like a third of the wa- like third of the watch time down because you're releasing it all.
4: Uh, th- that's why I think they're doing more original programming because they'll they'll do pretty much the whole season up front like where it's biting them with house of cards now they shot a lot of episodes that now they're trying to figure out if they want to show them or not yeah so hi we have some unintended guests kind of wandering in uh, i guess the uh, on-air sign kind of threw them off there. <laughs> uh conra coffee is right next door just keep going to your well, left she just let her in right well there's a young gentleman i think why aren't you in school that was a young lady. Well well. Hey, it's a whole new millennium. Yeah, whole new true, generation. True it could be either that. way. But the young he or she that wandered in—if uh, you're not at school—probably you're uh, going to sneak down to the parade along with 750 other thousand.
1: We're actually currently passengers. there right now. If yeah. people didn't know that. Oh, mm-hmm. Dick, find the sound
4: library. Get like you know crowd scene in the background, and we'll just pretend we're remoting from downtown Houston. No, it
5: was a thought.
1: So I saw uh, Altuve was Altuve? On, Altuve was on Jimmy Fallon and he was still wearing the eye blockers. <laughs> you know, talking about yeah, yeah, the, the little the, the black, black, black paint, paint. Uh-huh. like he was wearing them on the show.
2: Well, so the, the I wonder. I wonder, I wonder if bright. it's.
1: I wonder if it's a condition.
4: <laughs> Maybe just forgot to. He, shower. Feel, he
1: feels naked. Yeah, I need my I need oh. A, what happens if he's such a superstitious guy? He's like, I just these are the ones I won the World Series and I'm not going to take them off till the season starts.
4: I am, or I'm never ever taking them off again. Well, you know, the stage lights are pretty bright on a TV studio, so yeah. that, could, that could be it. But uh, you were you asking me about Stranger Things real quick. Just finish it off. I haven't watched it yet because I'm waiting for my wife because I'm nicer to her than she is to me.
1: Called out. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I watched it, and it was it was very entertaining. But, you know.
4: I liked it. I'm going against the grain here. It was good. Uh, you know, it, it 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 satisfied all the legal Nutritional requirements of being the kind of show it's supposed to be, uh, but I wasn't like blown away. The kids were great, you know, actors. Uh, I'm a fan of the girl who plays number eleven or whatever. I've seen her some other shows. Um, they're they're going to go far for the most part, I think.
1: Uh, season two, I'm looking forward to. Yeah, there, it, well, one thing I didn't like about it, there's a lot more cursing, and really? I know okay. I know. Well, it's more of
4: Gr- okay. is it gratuitous? Like is there for well, the no the of- kids
1: curse and and I guess what threw, threw me off is in the first one, they didn't really curse that much. Mm-hmm. And so I guess that's what's kind of thrown because I was like, all right, I know they're losing their innocence and everything, but he wouldn't just say the S word or that kind of stuff in front of a teacher. Like that's not they're to me. They're the good kids that the nerdy kids.
4: Mm-hmm. Right. And sometimes that, you know, as a, as a writer, you got really got to balance out the, should I, you know, should they curse? Should they not curse? How, how graphic should I get with this scene or that? And I get that it's a constant tightrope, but sometimes throwing in the curse words is for the sake of throwing them and you can get away with it. And, uh, you know, if it's in context, I get it. But if they're just saying it to... to
1: Yeah, no, I don't know. It kind of threw me off. And, uh, yeah. So I I would would encourage people to check it out, though. It's really scary sometimes. And uh, one thing I love about what they did in the first one is the, the, the ambience or the ambiance mm-hmm. and the uh, atmosphere, all those A words. And uh, like they really get you into it. And it's like you're, you're it's like,
4: like... They've created this
1: 80s They created this world universe. that it's... Because, I mean, I'm a huge sci-fi fan. And I would say, like, as much sci-fi I watch, I'm kind of afraid of not being able to lose myself to the story
3: mm-hmm.
1: because of just how many sci-fi things I've seen. And I'm like, oh, this is what's going to happen. Oh, this is what's going to happen. And uh, that's one thing they did really well. I got into it because I was like, what is going on? And then, of course, some things are really cheesy, and some things are really. Uh, but that was
4: the '80s sci-fi show to begin with, which is kind of, so well, I don't mind the cheese. Well,
1: no, I read. I was reading an article about a guy basically reflecting on all the movies that this show touches on,
3: mm-hmm.
1: and all the '80s standard like horror flicks, sci-fi flicks, and they really goes into detail like where they got like he, this is where he thought they got the inspiration for the storyline for the storyline this storyline story and everything they're doing uh, works, and uh, but yeah, so. You know what? Our guest is here. And so why don't we take our music break? We do, music to, break we do right? have to take a music break. We, we have a special guest in here, folks. Grace is in the studio. We're gonna talk about the live performances that are happening on Sunday at 7 PM.
3: No pressure. No <laughs>
1: pressure. But we uh we got great music coming your way right now. If you have a song request, let us know for to uh for Monday. We can slot it in. And uh, you can always let us know at 936 647 or MW Lone Star on Facebook. You are listening to Lone Star Community Radio on IRLoneStar.com and Conroe's FM 1045 1061. Today's show is sponsored by Conroe Coffee and Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Stick around, folks. We got a lot more to talk about.
5: Clean Sweep Office Cleaning has been Montgomery County's business cleaning service since 2002. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning.
0: Conroe Coffee is a local coffee shop located in the heart of downtown Conroe at 206 North Main Street, Conroe, Texas. Between the Crichton Theater and the Owen Theater, Conroe Coffee serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner, along with tasty treats and Italy's favorite coffee. Have your favorite coffee or just have a midday snack be personally delivered to you at any location in downtown Conroe. All you have to do is call 936 Conroe c or 936-266-7632.
1: We'd like to thank our sponsor at Conroe Coffee for supporting Mornings with Lone Star and Lone Star Community Radio. Don't forget to check them out online at conroecoffee.com.
4: Mornings with Lone Star, it's 9.38 in the morning, home. as the rest of civilization... Ooh, <laughs> is this over yet? God, you, oh, yeah, you yawn like my wife, my wife is like the world's loudest yawn, like people three counting... <laughs> is it like a siren? Yeah, it's like... <laughs> it's like a Bigfoot meets the siren ho, meets ho, my worst nightmare. <laughs>
1: That's hilarious. Yeah. Welcome back. Morning's Lone Star brought to you by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning and, of course, Conroe Cafe. Mm-hmm. you are listen right now on Conroe's FM 104.5, 1061 And, of course, worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. If you're just now joining us, we say we have a special guest, and we do, but we're not going to let her talk because this is where we get her all sweaty and nervous, And right? Is this when we do that?
4: Well, yeah, well— we got to let people know, no. off the air, we've been looking up kind of words we can say on the air and words we can't. Uh, well, to help her out with the we We're some always testing those words every day
1: here on Mornings and Star. Because we'll make you laugh, we'll make you think, but... We'll never make you bird. Make you bored. <laughs> make you bird. <laughs> make you we bird. have Grace
4: in the studio! Grace!
1: Grace, Grace. McDaniel!
4: So Grace is a uh, community uh, presence. She's an actress, uh, now a writer and a director.
1: Check that out. I know, right? Congrats on that. Yeah. Well, it hasn't happened yet, has it? Hasn't. Well, the other well, stuff, she's, she's active. I mean, the studio might burn down to the ground, and it won't happen. <laughs> then we'll just go remote. But if it doesn't burn down to the <laughs> ground, folks, on Sunday at 7 p.m., live, live, live,
4: live, live. Wait, Presentation. Say, say live.
1: Live. I don't hear you. I don't even hear it. Do you hear it? it, it. Oh, yeah, now I hear the you got to turn them up. up. Don't turn them up, because we're going to play something loud later. No, uh, <laughs> that's what we could do one time. we get the audience like, yeah, we're going to be whispering the whole time. And then... uh and then we turn it up.
4: I got an air horn on the car.
1: Oh man, that would get real annoying. But uh, we have Grace uh in the, uh, it's Mc, McDaniel's, right? With well, S? No, McDaniel. No, it's oh, McDaniel. Big deal. There's All only right. one of me. Do do your
2: research.
4: I'm original.
1: She's an original. Well, is it McDonald's? <laughs> so is McDonald's the restaurant? <laughs> is it McDonald's?
4: <laughs> yeah, apostrophe, yes. It's a possessive. It's not a plural.
1: So but do one. in third grade again? If I'm if I'm talking about going to the one McDonald
4: no, because the establishment is McDonald's, apostrophe S, yes, establishment. It's, like you're going it's to Skippy's business. house. So I'm going to Skippy's. Okay. It's apostrophe
1: S. All right. Daniel.
4: Okay, so in Skippy Bingo, if you if you have your Skippy Bingo card, McDaniel. you can check off uh, okay. Grammar Nerd. Grace
1: McDaniel's in the <laughs> studio. And she is doing a, or she wrote and is directing a live radio play here on the Lone Star Radio Troop Hour at 7 p.m., on Sundays. Mm-hmm. So if you don't make it this Sunday, unfortunately, you miss the, the hijinks of it being live. But we re- they do replays until the next play. So you'll be able to catch it every Sunday. And then it'll be available on their podcast. So look them up, Lone Star Radio Troop, or YouTube, Lone Star Radio Troop. Boom, done. All right. See you later, Grace. Oh, yeah. Mike. Uh, so <laughs> tell us about the show. It's called
4: yeah, what kind of show? The Bad Date. Yes. So comedy, drama, melodrama?
2: I think it's a... See, I've learned a lot of new things about this as I've done it. Mm-hmm. So I just kind of, you know, winged it. I've even heard, heard it being called a dark comedy. Dark
4: comedy. Dramedy.
2: Yeah, like a dark romantic comedy. Mm-hmm. I think it's a romantic comedy, but.
4: That's what you know. get of it.
2: Yeah. I, I want everybody to take from it what they want.
4: I mean, just think about it. The Wizard of Oz is a, is a psychological thriller. A, a, a girl goes to a foreign land, kills a woman, and then sets about trying to kill her sister. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty dark stuff right there. Yeah. So the bad date. So if this were like a movie, what would the movie version be of it? Like not not plot wise, but kind of tone wise, like a Pretty Woman. We were talking about Pretty Woman off the
2: air earlier, so we're just saying that. Um, I think it's more. It's definitely modern. You can change it. I had it set that way. I wrote it as a stage play too, so that originally I had a lot of descriptive things in it, and uh, Tina told me to take those out. Right, uh, Tina's
4: a producer for Lone Star. Community well, you know, 1.
1: if you didn't do it live, you could have recorded it, and we just change out the words, and then we have the live, the internet version could be all wrong. Ah, but, uh, but a live broadcast oh, gets yeah. the adrenaline going. First bad date, XXX. <laughs> <laughs>
4: bad date after midnight. So the bad date is this based on personal experiences by any chance? Yes. Aha! Uh-huh. Oh, the wow. plot thickens. So I'm presuming, Grace, that maybe once upon a time you had a date that, or two, or seven. That maybe didn't go <laughs> yeah. the way you wanted. And <laughs> you're getting your revenge on these guys by eviscerating them in fiction on live radio. Absolutely.
2: Awesome. By changing their names.
4: Awesome. Changing their names is good.
1: Yeah. So uh,
4: if you hear a guy named Dippy or Kippy, it is not
1: me. I <laughs> promise you're you. You're that vain, too, though. I like am. you wish it was. Hey, <laughs> you want so to be a song, bad date.
4: That song was written about me. <laughs> I, Unbelievable. Know, I know it. If there's anything larger than my ego in the studio, I want it caught and shot immediately. So you were saying grace earlier that, you know, you originally wrote it as a stage play. How difficult, because obviously when you go to radio, you're taking out all the visuals. Mm-hmm. And so you have to let your audience, you know, fill in the gaps. How hard was it to take it from a stage play to a radio play?
2: Um, it was difficult. You have to kind of close your eyes and listen more like well uh if somebody picks up a cup or if somebody gives someone a hug or you know gives them a strange look that the audience can't feel that over the radio right so you have to interpret that some way
4: i think it's a great uh, writing exercise because even if you're writing a narrative like you're around the corner and saw the biggest thing he ever saw well you know you'd have to write something to film the gaps going it can't be a thing it's the biggest building biggest monster and then what color is it? So you can add in those descriptives. And so same thing, I guess, in a radio play where, as you said, maybe close your eyes, not while you're reading the script. No. Or not while you're listening to it while you're driving, because that would be bad. Yeah. But in the comfort of your home, maybe pre-record it and listen to it and see if you can, if there are any gaps there. Were you able yeah. to pass it to people? Well, you have a cast now, right? So, uh, how yes. many
2: people are in your cast? We have six. We have four guys and two girls.
4: Okay. So. So, if, listening in, would I be able to figure out who's supposed to be you in
2: this one? I'm not acting in it.
4: But I mean, who's supposed to be the, the grace um, uh, per- person?
2: Actually, Lucy is my main character and she isn't isn't really like me. Mm-hmm. I'm more bold than Lucy is. Lucy's more shy. Okay. I liked.
4: So, you, you changed her for dramatic effect here, for her yes. comedic effect also. Yes. Cool. And that's the problem. When you do write a character that's kind of based on someone, but it's not all the way, you have to maybe let them know, this is not you all the way. Yeah. <laughs> I've, I've picked and chose uh, the better parts.
2: Definitely. And her her job and her personality is definitely not mine. So. Cool. She's a teacher. That's about the only thing we have in common, basically. Ah, so, so in real life, you're a teacher. Mm-hmm. What do you teach? Well, I work at the children's courtyard, mm-hmm. so. Right now I do that, but I substitute taught for CISD for two years.
4: Have they called you down to HIS? Oh, wait, no, they shut down the uh, yeah. HISD. Okay.
2: We're missing some kids today. Ah, They're okay. To well, we had
4: a kid try to walk in the studio earlier, and he was of school age, so I figured he was trying to find the parade.
2: Yeah, that's the my group. I'm school age. We have 42 kids. But not today. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, normally.
4: How did you, so for the Lone Star Community Troop, did you just wake up one morning and say, I want to write a radio play? Did you hear a previous production and think I could do this? How, how did that come about?
2: Um, I've always written little things, you know, poems and, um, you know, being theater side of it. We always have hidden talents. Mm-hmm. I can paint. I do ceramics. And um, you're just kind of right-brained in all aspects. I'm horrible at math. Don't ask me to solve anything. <laughs> but um, Well, when I asked her how many people were in her
4: cast, she actually counted on her fingers. So I'm I can track. Her.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I do that too. Um, So uh, these are the things you do that
4: you write and you create. Uh, I mean, do you have like an Etsy channel or something or?
2: No, just to buy things. (laughs) I haven't created one yet. Um, And I'm a horrible sewer. But I just, I felt I wanted, I've been acting, you know, since I was three. And so this is kind of, I've done some radio and I've done some theater and I wanted to start dabbling into directing. And it's really hard to get into stage direction. So I decided, well, you know, I'll start with radio. Was it all you thought it would be?
4: (laughs) Um, we got to give full disclosure. I've actually directed Grace in stage plays before. So, you know, it's uh, on some levels, it's it's a lot of fun, really easy. But on some levels, it's way harder than you could ever imagine.
2: It's harder than I thought it was going to be.
4: Like herding cats on catnip sometimes.
2: Yes. I thought it was just going to be easy peasy. And I I said... Welcome to my world, woman. (laughs) Even, uh, I mean, I was pretty organized. And then I realized I was not organized. So that's for sure. Planning ahead. You know, I've learned a lot of things. Um, And uh, being lenient uh, as far as the rehearsal schedule goes. (laughs) um, Like, make sure that (laughs) you're not too lenient. Because you do need that time. Right.
4: Um, So... And it's funny how no one has a conflict over a rehearsal schedule until after they're cast. You know, when they're auditioning, oh yeah, I'm available twenty four seven. And yes. then it's like, oh yeah, I'm gone the actual night of the performance. Is that gonna, <laughs> yeah. is that gonna be a problem? And uh, yeah, that's one of the lesser fun parts of directing. But I'm so glad that you are directing this, especially. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, is it? Do you get any kind of a charge? I mean, this thing started off obviously in your head, kind of, and yeah. now it's going to be out there for literally the world to listen to. You know, Higher Lone Star is a worldwide. We have. Audiences in other countries.
2: I'm so excited. It's kind of... um, I know I'm totally stoked. A lot of these things that were said were actually things that were said to me in the script. Mm -hmm. And I just thought they were so off the wall. And so I wanted to add them in. But I added some new things as well and actually a new character.
4: Wonderful. Well, I can't wait to hear... um, So you're happening at 7 o'clock on Sunday. And then at 7.30, there'll be another show... Uh, called the Breasted Club, which will be another live show with a different cast, and I hear that that cast is actually going to be outside the window for your show, kind of cheering on your cast for your live broadcast.
2: Yeah, so That's
4: it'll pretty be pretty awesome. That'll be a lot of fun. And Excited. this so out to the community. Not only are we looking for uh, writers, directors, uh, but also voice talent because mm-hmm. you know it's uh, Breastage Club has six. You have you said what seven, eight people in years? I have six. six. Six, people in yours. And so I know the radio troupe is looking for, for voice talent, for writing talent, for production talent, anyway, sound effects, you know, pre-recorded or Foley, which is the, the live sound effects. Like if, you know, doing footsteps like kind of like that, knocking on the, on the table. So this is when they say the Lone Star community radio troupe, I mean, it truly is uh, for the community. Mm-hmm. And so did you contact the uh, Community troop? Did you know someone, and or did they come to you? How that turn out?
2: Actually, someone reached out to me. Should I say who it is? In,
4: unless they're a convicted felon on the run, <laughs> I think you I think we can go for it.
2: Okay, so Tina Lockhart is kind of pulled this together, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm gracious to her for everything she's done. She reached out to me, and um, uh, I that's something I've always wanted to do, and absolutely, I wrote it and. It was great because I actually, I thought that she was going to send it off and edit it for two months. And she came back in just a week and said, I like it. I'm not going to change anything. So.
4: Wonderful. I was impressed. Well, that's good to know. Well, this is something you can definitely add on your resume. Yeah.
1: Why don't we let the audience know again what exactly is happening on Sunday? Real quick. They're just now tuning in. We have Grace McDaniel in the studio.
2: Hey. Hey. um Hi. Hey. (laughs) That that was a uh,
4: that was a sneak preview of one of the dialogue scenes from our (laughs) upcoming play. Hey, Hey.
2: (laughs) so you want me to just break down these characters? Oh well, let's tell people what it is. Yeah, what's
1: going on Sunday at seven p.m. If I'm tuning into Lone Star Community Radio, what am I going to hear?
2: The bad date. Uh, I wrote it. I'm directing it, and
1: so it's a radio play.
2: Yes, it's a radio play.
1: Dark comedy.
2: A dark romantic comedy about Lucy and her horrible internet dates. And there's three of them.
1: Oh, wow. <laughs> okay. Is that, is that the only show going on that day with the Lone Star Radio Troop? Well, that goes
4: till 7.30. Then at 7.30, there's another live show called The Breastage Club. Uh, and that's you. Yeah, I wrote that one.
1: Okay. <laughs> but see, but
4: I, was, I was letting this be Grace's moment here. So, you
1: know, yeah. Well, no, it's about people are going to stay tuned for the whole hour of entertainment. Yeah. Right? So we have The Bad Date. That was officially called, written, and directed by you. And then we have the Breastits Club, written and directed by you.
4: That's right. And the Breastits Club is uh, you're peeking the minds of five newborn cool. babies.
1: All right. <laughs> I'm well, so
2: excited to hear that.
1: <laughs> well, that's all happening on Sunday live on Lone Star Community Radio. You are listening to us right now Mornings with Lone Star. We're going to take a quick uh, music break. So it's going to be an extended break. Uh, we're, we're hanging out with Grace McDaniel. Grace, thanks so much for coming in and letting us know Not what's fun. going on. And uh, break a leg break on Sunday. We'll you. see
4: you on Sunday. When we right. come
1: back, we're going to talk about whatever the heck we want. Look at that. Yeah, we're going to kick Grace out of the studio and just make are we to hang about out. It. Let's talk about bad dates. Oh, we can do that.
4: I've had a couple. There you go. Let's talk about, about bad dates. Is. If
1: you have a bad date and you're listening right now and you want to share it with us, call in 936 647 3776. Or you can just message on Facebook, MW Lone Star, to keep it private. Or if you want an anonymous email, why don't you just email me, D-I-C-K at and I won't say your name. I'm with that, because uh, this is a small town. Uh, is, we all know each other. It's 9.53 yes, right now. I hope you guys are enjoying yourself. The show is sponsored by Conroe Coffee, and of course, Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. We're going to take a quick music break, so we'll be back.
0: Conroe Coffee is a local coffee shop located in the heart of downtown Conroe, Seven
1: We'd like to thank our sponsor at Conroe Coffee for supporting Mornings with Lone Star and Lone Star Community Radio. Don't forget to check them out online at ConroeCoffee.com.
5: Clean Sweep Office Cleaning has been Montgomery County's business cleaning service since 2002, offering professional office cleaning in areas such as restroom, stairwells, elevator, floor care, pretty much every angle of your office. One-time cleaning is available, but you will want these guys back. Offering daily, weekly, monthly scheduled cleanings, Clean Sweep Office Cleaning works around your business needs. Schedule a cleaning today online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com or call 832-689-7996. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning.
4: It is mornings with Lone Star with Dick and Skippy. We're in the woo. We are in the 10 o'clock hour. We just had Grace McDaniel in the studio. Yeah. Good interview. She uh Grace has written and directed a play that's gonna be done live on this radio station. Sunday. Sunday at seven o'clock.
1: All right, and you too at seven thirty.
4: Seven thirty, a show that I Check wrote that at seven thirty. It'd Check be fun. Out. And um, now that she's gone, we can talk about some behind-the-scenes stuff about her. Dick, I hear a rumor <laughs> that her cast is going to do the entire show butt naked.
1: Well, I so mean, tune I, in. I know I hear the characters in the play are naked, not the actual actors.
4: We listen. We hear what we want to hear, I guess. <laughs> you heard, you heard characters. I heard actors. But either way, tune in and. Uh, You can imagine them naked. We'll we'll close the blinds to the studio and leave it up to your imagination. But, yeah, Grace McDaniel, the bad date, 7 o'clock this Sunday, 7.30, the Breastage Club, two live radio shows, uh, both comedies with a lot of heart to them. So looking forward to that. Uh, Let's get on some other topics now. We talked about the uh, uh, parade. The Astros won a game. Okay, how how long are you going to milk this? The Texans are kind of hosed. Apparently their secret weapon... Got a boo-boo. The,
1: the sports gods had to sacrifice their quarterback for the Astros to win. <laughs> That's what I was I was told. But we're supposed to talk about bad dates, dude. Oh, bad dates. That's right. Bad dates. Have I mean, you only gone on, like, what, four dates?
4: Uh, you've
1: only gone on four dates? Is that no, me? you. Oh,
4: my. I, I wish. No, my, uh, in my youth, I was quite the catch.
1: Oh, yeah? I'll I see.
4: Was. I was. Well, you know the the joke was because my mom was like, "John, you marry every woman you date" because I was on getting on like wedding marriage 3 and I made them think of saying, "Oh, absolutely not." It's probably like a 15 to 1 ratio. Uh but moving on from that, yeah, I had a I had a, a a bad date. It was a blind date that got set up. And she picked me up. And this was the 90s, early 90s. <clears throat> so I was all about the uh you know, empowered woman thing. She took me to this all-night coffee shop in the Montrose area called, I think, Charlie's. And it proceeded to be an eight-hour-long nightmare because she had opted not to take her meds that day so she could be focused for our date. And as the hours are progressing in this all-night coffee shop where I really have no escape from it, it was scary. And this was actually coming off my, my second marriage, uh, so I was already
1: Hold on. So you, gun shy. is this the first day you've ever been on that you wanted to escape?
4: I think so. Yeah. I mean, there are some dates where, you know, like, you know, it's not going to go well, but you know, pretty soon you can, for the most part, tell how a date's going to go. If there's any chemistry, it was a blind date, right? Yeah. It was a blind date. Some friends set me up on to this day. I'm convinced it was to set me up. I, I did something to them and they were getting revenge on me. That's the only explanation for me setting them, setting me up with this, this lady. So I hope found the man of her dreams. And thankfully, that man was not me. <laughs> but yeah, I've had some dates that I've, I've needed to uh, look at the watch and go, oh, I forgot I have this. So there have been a couple. What about you? Any any bad dates on the other
1: You know, what's funny is every date I've gone on is a good one, but in her opinion, might have been a bad date. So It's all about the uh, perspective, huh? Yeah. Did I, you,
4: like, say something wrong?
1: Oh, yeah. There's Well, one probably my, one of my favorite dates I've ever been on is one of my friends approached me, and she goes, hey, I have a friend. Who she's been dating, a lot of jerks. Like she was in a serious relationship for a while, and then like he turned out to be just one of those abusive jerks, you know, verbally, emotionally, all that kind of stuff. Uh, thankfully, not physically, because I, I don't know, I can't really handle that. But uh, <laughs> but what was funny was we I had this whole date plan. I was ta- I was talking to her through emails and phone calls, and I said, this is what this is what I love. Is like I kind of did my research in the Houston area, and I found. Uh, three different things that were going on that looked pretty interesting. Uh, one was the Picasso uh, was at the M- Museum of Fine Arts. The other one was they're having a Brazilian festival, and another one was uh, they're doing some type of poetry thing at a coffee shop. So oh, poetry tr- slam. Well, I was trying to I was trying to f- pick things that could be casual. We didn't really have to sit in front of each other and just force the conversation or whatever. Well, she returns and says, "Let's do all three." I was like, oh man, that sounds like a long day. Well, we go through the date and we had a great time. I mean, I did. I was like, oh, this is fun. We had I mean, whatever. And then the uh next weekend, I she didn't really talk to me, you know, and I was like, okay, whatever. I'm busy, I'm doing stuff. And I have dinner with the friends who put the uh date together for me. And as we're having dinner, the uh one of the girls just goes, Richard, what'd you do? Like, what'd you do? Like after we were sitting there telling you about how all these guys are jerks to her. And all these things, like you had to upset her. And I was like, wait a second, what? And uh, yeah, so apparently I said some mean things to her about her clothes. And I didn't inadvertently mean to say that. But you
4: didn't say she looked like a hooker or something. Did no, you?
1: no, not at all. Uh, but, you know, it was kind of funny because I, I, I couldn't say tell them. I'm like, oh, I didn't intentionally say anything mean. And I <laughs> guess you didn't get my humor. Uh, <laughs> so that was a miss and so that was yeah that was a big miss it was but it was funny though is i got in trouble later because we ran into each other again and in the same party and i was i i was joking around i was like i go hey who who spends seven hours with somebody and then later talks like says uh, they didn't enjoy it Uh because i was like i I mean like you could have left at any moment if i was upsetting you like i would totally fine you had so many outs right and then so i said i said you should just let just just let me make you happy you know (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> but no, that was a an, uh, a date that I I still don't know why it was bad. Still don't really know. But uh, I'm lucky though that it was a bad day for her because I met Holly. So Aww. how about that? I how about a, that? I just got a little cavity from all the sweetness. Yeah. That suddenly we had here. a good we had a good date. Her and I did. Oh, you and Holly had who a good are, date who are recently got engaged too. So
4: that's right. Dick is the engaged man. Yeah. Back off, ladies. He's engaged.
1: So we had a good date. That was fun.
4: Cool. The, that first date, did you like, did you know?
1: You know, see, that's a that's a very toxic question because I could say yes, but truthfully, I, I I know I wanted to see her again, and I think that's a good sign. Cool. And I would say, you know, wanting to get married right then and there, I don't really know. I don't really have I mean, that foresight. Did you know that foresight. maybe there's
4: a, like a future there? Like, oh,
1: yeah, immediately. Like, yeah. I, well, I immediately wanted to go out with her like the next day I met her. The first time I met her was at a concert, Mm-hmm. And I was like, all right, I'm ready to go home and go to sleep. We can wake up and go out on a date. Like, I'm, the day's over for me. Let's go do this. Um,
4: no, okay, now this is the funny thing. Everyone, like, always gets so nervous about the first date. I'm very blasé about first dates. You know, it's like, hey, it's going to happen. It's not going to happen. Uh, there may be sparks and maybe not sparks, but it's a couple of hours of, you know, meeting someone new. In fact, uh, most dates that I've been on or most girlfriends or, or companions that I've had uh, ended up being friends down, down mm-hmm. the line. And, you know, my wife. You know, knows that it's like, hey, you know, chances are, if we're in a social situation, half the women in there I've gotten been on, on dates with just they're in the past, and you know, we're all cool. Uh, so the first date's kind of there. It's always the second date that to me was so nerve wracking because you've had the first date. You know, you're past those nerves. Now it's like, how are you gonna, are you gonna beat it? What's gonna, you, you know, you're gonna, uh, uh, supersede the the first date? How's it gonna happen? So, how did you handle the
1: second date with Holly?
4: Did you call? Were you trying to be cool? Like hey, I had fun. I want to do it again? No, I, w-
1: I will say that she made it really easy to get into that groove of being friends, like best friends kind of thing, mm-hmm. where we just got along. There really wasn't any conflict. The only time there was a conflict, either was like due to real life scenarios, like li- like work or something like work, that. work,
4: money, life. Uh, uh, yeah, it
1: was, yeah. and we still pretty easily handle each other. Uh, well, I mean, I know I like to poke fun at her all the time, but I mean, I'm allowed to do that right now. Well, right? she's an easy target.
4: She's like three foot two. I so think, right.
1: But uh, you know, surprisingly enough, I never really made fun of her height. Yeah, you say that for me. So yeah, no, I mean, um, I'm tall yeah. for a
4: hobbit. I'm just letting you know.
1: But no, outside that, yeah, it was just uh, it's everything was pretty easy with her. So that's what I enjoyed. Cool. And that's well, what I'm enjoying.
4: And we are we are ecstatic here at the Lone Star Studios that Dick is engaged. Of course, yeah. Jake, engineer Jake, was you know he, he wants to be he wants to catch the bouquet at the wedding.
1: Yeah. So he can be and that's true. So, Jake, your time is coming. So early, I, well, my word of advice to everyone that's going to go on a first date is it, it literally just be yourself, but also set it up to where you don't have distractions. Because I think that happens a lot of times when mm-hmm. people try to force a date. And like say you're really busy with work or say you're having some family trouble or something like that. Don't go into a date with that in the back of your mind because your your mood's going to be offset. And especially when you're talking about getting to know each other. And they're going to be asking those kind of, like, not intrusive questions, but more enough, like, they want to know more. Mm-hmm. And you're sitting here going to want to tell them, oh, my mom's a crackhead. Like, you don't <laughs> want to tell her that. But, uh, but yeah, that, I mean, like, that's what I think that was really nice with her because I took her to some safe places that I've been to and I feel comfortable, uh, comfortable at. So I kind of had an idea where to go with things. Mm-hmm. And if we needed to speed it up, we could have sp- sped it up. And uh, shout out to Shandy at Shandy's over there on um, Memorial in uh, Houston. Okay. It's a pretty dang good restaurant. Shandy's. Yeah. What, what, what's their cuisine over there? She is, oh man, this woman's insane. Uh, it's it's like a 12 table little, not a diner, but it's like, like a, a bistro. Yes. Okay. And there's, it's limited seating, mm-hmm. but the food is delicious. And it's just a variety of different pastas. Uh, they do a lot of wine stuff there. And then uh, a lot of their food, pretty much everything you get there is just really good. So don't be afraid to go outside your comfort box and order something because it's, it's going to probably be, be good.
4: Shandy's. I'm going to have to check that out. I, I'm, I'm due for a night with my Shandies wife.
1: Shandy's Cafe. Shandy's uh, Cafe. Yeah, it's over there on Memorial Drive. Uh, just look it up. They do a lot of different stuff. Uh, it's right next to Specs. <laughs> Even better. Well, I'm just you know, talking about. <laughs>
4: Pop over to Specs for a nightcap afterwards. And uh, yeah, Speaking of dates, I'm uh, I'm long due for a date with my wife. She's been, we've both been really busy. Well,
1: I guarantee you, you now Holly's like, you haven't taken on me on a date in a year. But, you know, every day's a date. Hey, you want to you double date something? Me and the, me and Mrs. Skippy? And, well, as long and as it involves bowling. Bowling? I, wanna, I haven't been bowling in a while.
4: You know, um, in the Woodlands, we have, uh, it's called Bowl Arrow with a W-L, Bowl Arrow. And it's like one of those, it's nonstop rock and roll bowling. You know how those bowling alleys kind of have like, late at night? They'll put on the bumping music. And mm-hmm. the, well, this is like 20, you know, not 24-7, but from opening to closing, they have that. It's, it's old school bowling. Uh, with loud music and, and cool stuff. And, uh, yeah, let's, uh, let's uh, me and you, well, first off, me and you, we have to have our uh, 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 putt-putt golf smackdown. That's got to happen. This is
1: true. We have to have our putt-putt golf smackdown. This is true. But then in a
4: more friendly contest, we, we can go bowling, and, you know, we can do mixed doubles, uh, you know, men against women. You know, that way you get the bonding going. Holly gets to meet Mrs. Skippy. Mrs. Skippy gets to expand her social circle. Yeah, because I am. Uh, we are due for a date. Uh, uh, Grace has seen uh, my wife more than I have last couple of weeks because of the, the rehearsal.
1: Check that out. Yeah, so that must mean it's going to be a good play, right? Awesome. That's right. You're listening to Morning Star talking first dates. Let us know about your first date. If it was good or bad, nine three six six four seven three seven seven six. We're gonna be back. We're sponsored by Conroe Coffee and of course Clean Sweep Office Clean. Thank you guys for
5: being supportive of this community radio station. We'll be back with a short commercial break here, so stick around. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning has been Montgomery County's business cleaning service since 2002, offering professional office cleaning in areas such as restroom, stairwells, elevator, floor care, pretty much every angle of your office. One-time cleaning is available, but you will want these guys back. Offering daily, weekly, monthly scheduled cleanings, Clean Sweep Office Cleaning works around your business needs. Schedule a cleaning today online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com or call 832-689-7996. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning.
0: Conroe Coffee is a local coffee shop located in the heart of downtown Conroe at 206 North Main Street, Conroe, Texas. Between the Crichton Theater and the Owen Theater, Conroe Coffee serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner along with tasty treats and Italy's favorite coffee. Have your favorite coffee or just have a midday snack be personally delivered to you at any location in downtown Conroe. All you have to do is call 936 Conroe c or 936-266. 7632.
1: We'd like to thank our sponsor at Conroe Coffee for supporting Mornings with Lone Star and Lone Star Community Radio. Don't forget to check them out online at conroecoffee.com. Totally screw that up.
4: Wow, Conroe Coffee's really got. Man, they jumped a gun on me. Yeah, a little premature coffee action Horrible. there. But, uh, Horrible. Horrible. This is the most rocking Conroe Coffee ad we've had yet. So, uh... Oh, I got, I got, um... I, I got, oh, I, we have a listener who thinks she may have won the bingo game.
1: Oh, great. Hey,
4: bingo. Uh, have we
1: even released it yet? We're trying to finalize it.
4: I, I think she she managed to get hold of a, a copy.
1: Where where is that? I don't know. How'd she get a copy? It's right here.
4: Well, she, she may have access to the studio.
1: Oh. It's a listener
4: who may or may not be producer Tina.
1: Oh,
3: yeah. great.
4: So, but if, now problems with the bingo is every time you know you hit a bingo thing you take a shot. So Tina may be a little drunk right now. Uh oh. Shot, shot of water. That means we're gonna get the drunk text. Woohoo! Yeah. So for 11 minutes yesterday, the world was quiet and at peace because a disgruntled Twitter employee going out the door deleted oh, President man. Trump's Twitter account.
1: Wait, can you imagine his reaction when he's just sitting there and it's like, uh, uh, I put Twitter... I I, I can see him totally doing it because he's on the toilet when he does it. So he's probably having some real problems.
4: Screaming out from the the, the closed uh, mini office outside the uh, Oval Office. But it kind of scares me that to think, I mean, unless this guy was like a high-level executive, that a Twitter employee, you know, Bob the Coder, can just delete uh, uh, a Twitter account at at will. And especially one that, you know, the
1: POTUS. It's interesting as a buddy, uh, it's interesting as – employee in the tech world i guarantee you some people are going to hail him as like a really funny like you know something they're going to say he's great because he did that and as twitter i think twitter has this double-edged sword with donald trump being like the spokesperson on twitter because i wonder what the real stats are on people paying attention to his twitter like imagine if he didn't have twitter where would he go what do you i mean because it clearly he it, it he is Twitter president. I like, mean. yeah, yes, yeah, so I'm saying, like it, it got into his lifestyle to use Twitter all the time. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not in my lifestyle to not use Twitter. And it's just interesting that because if you look at the way journalism has been developed in the past year or two since Donald Trump announced it, like, they literally post his Twitter posts as a news story. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of strange. But Twitter, if it didn't have Donald Trump, I don't think anyone would use Twitter. He has
4: single-handedly re-invigorated, re-energized, galvanized Twitter.
1: And that's how they repay him. <laughs> they kick him off for 12 minutes.
4: Yeah, right? It's like when you bite the hand that feeds you, pay attention, NFL players. Just saying. Be careful about, you know, how you protest. It could bite you hard. Uh, and I wonder, well, here's the thing. So this guy was his last day at Twitter Incorporated. And uh, I'm wondering if he already had another job. And if he's, now has that job.
1: No, that's what I'm saying. I think it's going to be one of those things where he'll find a job because solely because he.
4: But I mean, did he already have one lined up? In other words, like you know, I try if I, you know, if there's a job ending that I know it's ending,
1: I'd like to. Have I wouldn't one have done up. what he did though. That was just. Well, I mean, that's
4: what I'm saying. It because people go, yeah, yeah, and again back to the old, yeah. If if it's anti-Trump, it's funny, it's good, it's whatever. But I'm thinking, take Trump out of it. I know frequently on the show I get talk political, but I, I try to say take the political aspect out of it that if it had been anybody but the president that you may or may not like, that's not a good thing to have a Twitter employee just be able to delete an account of someone he doesn't like. And it's not for anybody else on the planet, if they'd done it for a previous president or, or, you know, the the last administration, Oh no, this would be terrible, terrible. But now people are cheering it on. So uh, I got to find out about this guy, this, this Twitter employee, if he had another job already lined up, and if he did, if that job is still there, be interesting to find out.
1: So, uh, I, well, I mean, like I said, probably the best thing is when he discovered he wasn't able to use it because you know Twitter gives you that very vague, "Oh, your your Twitter account has been locked or deleted," and like no explanation. It's, it's not like there, it's like tough <laughs> stuff, bro. And then uh, you know him sitting on the toilet, you know, but he, I mean. See, that's the that's the opportunity you need to take as the press corps when you're doing – because you listen to those press corps. They, some of them ask this, the most ridiculous questions. Do you know what question they asked this week to the PR person? They asked if Donald Trump supports supported slavery.
4: And I love the response going, basically, you stupid idiot. You, you know, that is – such a stupid i mean you have
1: all the, you have the all the opportunity in the world to ask the white house questions and that's the question we just need to do what she should do is every time she gets to be able to ask questions she needs to go back and like ask just just to make sure does donald trump support you know just something horrible or dot support it just to make sure we're clarified but, yeah uh,
4: but uh I, I love the response
1: and, I, and,
4: and here's the thing
1: because you know, this we could ask did huh. he finish After he found out he was locked out of
4: Twitter. (laughs) Did he come running out with a bit of toilet paper stuck to his shoe? Now, here's the thing. If you want to be a Twitter employee to make a statement, what you do is you you reroute the account to, like, a dead uh, page almost to where Trump can tweet to his heart's content, but it doesn't go anywhere, you you know, and that way he can get it off. It's, It's like, you know, you write the letter to someone, and you're just getting your heart out, and then you never mail it. You burn it symbolically or something. Uh, kind of the same thing. Just let him tweet his harsh content, but just, you know, he'll shunt it off to uh, Never Never Land. Uh, th- that, that might work. See, that's how you can do I just, it.
1: I, I, you got to ask these important questions. What's he? That's the question I would ask, too. About like, what would Donald Trump do if he didn't have Twitter? Where would he go?
4: He'd be on the air a lot more. And here's the thing. Um, uh, the previous president tended to contrive to be on the air every day. Uh, there was, I cannot remember a day where Obama was not in front of a camera. And I'm not saying it's a bad thing, it's just that was his thing. His thing was the mass media through TV, through a soundbite somewhere where he'd actually be giving a speech, not the B-roll of him waving as he's hopping on Marine One or something, but, you know, actually getting on, being in the headlines, coming up with something, saying something that would get him quoted, you know, they show the video bit. So, uh, and he did not use Twitter or to the extent that, I, I don't know if he used it at all himself or if he had his Twitter czar, take care of it for him. So with Trump, since Trump feels he has things to say and kind of they are knee-jerk reaction things to say, you know, like as the thought hits him, and whenever I think that I've got that squirrel motif where I'm talking and I'm from subject to subject, uh, I am uh, a rank amateur compared to Trump. He can cover 42 topics in a single sentence. He, it's hard for him to complete a sentence. He's already going on or he'll sidetrack. He's really great. And then we're doing this and he's a super great guy. But now we're talking about this. And but I love this guy because he's so great. And then we're talking you know, he'll go back and forth in the same sentence. So without Twitter, I think he might contrive to find himself on the air a lot more. And that would make it less palatable. Cause with Twitter, I just don't read it. I don't follow him. I don't follow his account. The only time I know he tweets something is if somebody gets outraged or retweets it on a mass media um, platform. But it would be interesting to see.
1: I don't know. Good questions we're going to ask. We're going to ask these hard questions.
4: Yeah, these these are hard-hitting questions. So apparently we are world serious. (laughs) Did you hear about that?
1: No.
4: Congresswoman Sheila Jackson Lee of the 18th Congressional District. Yeah, we all love Sheila Jackson Lee. (laughs) Uh, This is a congresswoman, local congresswoman, who frequently contrives herself to make up for all the TV time that Trump apparently doesn't sue and uh she took a minute on the house floor yesterday to congratulate al tui and tell the world that we are world serious champions uh yeah there's i'm just gonna let that one hang there i i think any commentary i have about that would just lessen the impact that the woman needs duct tape for her mouth
1: no i think it was funny as you can go on youtube and type her name in and people have made montages of her trying to butt in to every camera and every interview. Oh,
4: funerals! It, I mean, we're talking it's funerals. Like, she, it's- she wears red, and she'll she'll get show up six hours early to the State of the Union address to make sure she gets an aisle
1: seat. Yeah, It's pretty fun.
4: And uh, yeah, if there's a if there's a camera, she is uh she's there for it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, also with the uh, uh, the montage of her trying to butt in, it's things she said that she herself came over here from Africa in shackles and is now a free slave. That Neil Armstrong planted the flag on Mars. And um, yeah, different stuff like that. So, anyhow, today's uh, episode of Lo- Mornings with Lone Star will be called We Are World Serious because we are here at Mornings with Lone Star. No, we're not that
1: serious. No, we're also not wearing pants. So
4: prove us wrong. Prove
1: that we're prove lying. Come wrong. by. You're listening to Lone Star Community Radio. We're going to take our music break. When we come back, we got our last segment, Sean you better get ready for this weekend. I think Thor's coming out. Thor! Uh, so that got good reviews. Looking uh, forward to that. Also, this is the last weekend, folks, for To See the Place. we on Frankenstein, Frankenstein and, and, and Dial in for Murder. That's right. So that's a pretty big deal. And then uh, and a couple of other uh,
4: galas coming out, too. A concert for uh, Green Zone Housing and Boots for Troops. And the Emergency Chaplain Group has their Hope for Heroes Gala, which benefits first responders. There you go. My favorite A
1: lot of stuff going on. But we yep. still got we still got 30 minutes left in the show. Stick around, folks. I'm going to keep pointing at you.
2: Yeah. Get your attention. Point, yeah. point,
1: point. If you want to join in the conversation, folks, 936-647-3776. Also, MW Lone Star on Facebook or email me, D-I-C-K at ir This show is sponsored by Conroe Coffee and Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Hope you guys stick around. We got more coming your way after this music break.
0: Conroe
1: C-0936-266-7632. We'd like to thank our sponsor at Conroe Coffee for supporting Mornings with Lone Star and Lone Star Community Radio. Don't forget to check them out online at ConroeCoffee.com.
5: Clean Sweep Office Cleaning has been Montgomery County's business cleaning service since 2002. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning.
2: 4-H and youth, and family and consumer sciences. Extension agents respond not only with answers, but also with resources and services that result in significant returns on investment to boost the economy. Join us Fridays at one o'clock for the AgriLife Extension Hour.
5: We can neither confirm
4: or deny that we are the ones who let the dogs out? Dick, did you let the dogs out? Are you willing to admit to that live on the air right now?
1: You know what's funny is uh, the neighborhood I live in, it's been like a, ca- a constant deal for the past like two weeks. People have been letting their dogs out. Who it's, are they? It's really creepy because like who? every time, and we have two new puppies, not new, they're, I mean, they're like four months old, but it's they're still trying to learn how to be around people mm-hmm. or on do- other dogs, and they freak. And... Uh, yeah, we got one. One of our neighbors is a pit bull, and it just sprints down the road to come see them. And I'm <laughs> like, is this pit bull going to attack us or is it not? Hey, you ever played that game with dogs? Yeah. You know, we're in full. Uh, one of the crazy stories about laying dogs out. When I was growing up, my older brother uh, and I were doing lawn work in the front, and our down the street neighbor had those not poodles, like the big poodles.
4: Yeah, uh, a standard poodle. The standard poodle,
1: and like they're they're ferocious. They can be. And I'll never forget, uh, uh, there's a black one and a white one. And the white one got out and was coming at me and started trying, trying to bite me. And it was like really mean trying to get me. And when, out of nowhere, my brother comes out with a shovel and just slams it. Because it was literally like it was trying to get me. It was it was not trying to be friendly. It was it was scared. I was scared. I was probably like 12 at the time or something yeah. like that. And I'll never forget that. And that dog ran away. And we had to go to the neighbor and be like, hey, your dog got out and tried to attack you know, just watch out. And I don't like poodles now. Poodles suck.
4: Well, the, I grew up, uh, we, for 17 years, my family had a poodle named Misty who was a teacup. It, this poodle, I have small hands, and this poodle could fit in my hand. It was the dinkiest thing ever. Uh, but before Misty, uh, when I was a kid, so I was about seven years old, six, seven years old, living in California, we had a crazy neighbor at the end of the block. Uh, probably, uh, looking back, he could be like a disaffected Vietnam veteran or something. He, he had some some issues. And he had a German shepherd that he actually trained to attack stuff. And we had a a collie named Duke, one of those big, you know, not small like Lassie, but an actual full-grown dog named Duke who was always getting out and running around. And I was walking Duke, and the crazy neighbor sicked his German shepherd on me. And this is one of those memories that's kind of etched in, so I'm not kind of like adding to it as as time progresses. He opened the door and said, "Uh, attack, kill. And this dog comes running out to me. And that was the day I found out that the Collie is one of the most protective dog breeds for children on the planet. Uh, Duke, drag, I mean, took off the full tilt, got me back to my house, like kind of dumped me on the lawn. I'm being dragged behind this dog. Turns around and apparently, and uh, then proceeds—not apparently—proceeds to go after Sheba, the German Shepherd, who had been trained to kill. And uh, basically, there's the fight to the death, and Duke won. And that, uh, that, that's the memory. Wait, so you're telling me the
1: other dog died? Yep. Duke. uh, Whoa.
4: Duke did not hold him because his charge. Whoa. A.K.A. me. So Collies always have a special uh, place in my heart.
1: So you owned a dog that killed dogs?
4: Killed Sheba the Attack Shepherd, you bet.
1: That's insane. But I miss
4: my dog. See, I'm talking about my dog. I have a, Mrs. Skippy and I, we have a dog named Zen, who's half German Shepherd, half Lab. And one of the dorkiest dogs on the planet. His only trick is to just lay there and stink. And uh, he is uh, being uh, watched and guarded and guardianed by a dear friend of mine uh, while our house is being redone. And we, we haven't seen him in a while. I miss Duke. I oh, uh, miss Duke, the, the dog, but I miss Zen, our current dog. So, uh, hey, Joe, if you're listening, give Zen a stinky belly rub from us. Stinky belly. Stinky uh, belly. Yeah, he just he's a dog that you, you bathe him and he just... He's got BO. He's got doggy BO, and there's no cure for it. I got nowhere to go with that.
1: (laughs) Thank you for sharing (laughs) that information this morning. No, the dogs, it's funny, uh, the dogs have been, you know, pooping water. And I didn't know at the time that if you trade or you you change their diet because they're getting big enough for, like, not eating the little puppy food. I don't know about migrating or mixing the food in (laughs) transition. Did not know that. So when they both started doing this, it's was like, this isn't normal. And the worst thing about it was it was, like, constant. It was like every 45 minutes they are doing it. And I'm like, man, this is crazy. Like, I had to clean this up. Like, crazy. Uh, and that's when I started researching it, and that's what happened. Okay. So, folks, if, you have, if you're new to dogs, I'm new to dogs. When, you, when they start growing up and you change their diet, mm-hmm. m- transition the diet. I guess it wouldn't be called diet, just their food.
4: Yeah, you know, just so. yeah, piss it over. And speaking of dogs, because everyone knows about don't feed, feed dogs chocolate, you know, chocolate mm-hmm. interacts, which, you know, I went through my whole life knowing, but something I found out very, very recently, and I can't believe I made it to my age without knowing this, grapes are deadly to dogs. Interesting. Like a single grape hmm. can kill a dog. And I found this out after I was eating grapes, and Zen was begging for one, and I tossed Zen a grape, and the missus come. no! I'm like, it's just a grape. Zen swallowed it down. It's just a on, grape. Then we're on death watch for the next half hour, and, and I researched this, and sure enough, a grape, grapes are just, they're deadly to dogs. Do not feed your dog grapes. And I had no, I made it to 50 plus years of age before
1: I knew that. That's hilarious. But uh, this weekend, you got big plants?
4: Well, uh, prepping for the live radio broadcast of the Breastage Club at 7.30. Uh, So tune in at 7 for Grace's show, and you'll hear Mrs. Skippy in that show. And then at 7.30, stay tuned, and you'll hear the Breastage Club, which is mine, a comedy about newborn babies. So we'll be prepping for that. Uh, Then I got a lot of, like, day job work to uh, catch up on, some videos to edit. Oh, on top of that, Saturday, uh, Boots for Troops. There's concert in the country. If you go to Boots for Troops, and that's uh, for the numeral four, org, or Green Zone org, or look at Green Zone Housing on Facebook, you'll find all the information on that. Great music all day long for a worthy cause for Boots for Troops and Green Zone Housing. And then also Saturday evening, there's a gala. Uh, there's a group we had Skip Strauss on. Remember Skip, our guest from uh, last week or so? He's the, uh, mm-hmm. uh, he founded Emergency Chaplain Group, which is a, organization that provides counseling for first responders who are my favorite people in the universe they run into dangers i'm running away from it and it's a gala fundraising gala Uh, a lot of good stuff happening a lot of good guests will be there and uh, so my saturday is going to be kind of booked up and then sunday uh hopefully kind of play catch up with mrs skippy maybe we can have that double date go bowling
1: for sure, I'm For around. Sure. I live yeah. here. You're mm. Right. Mm. You know, uh, we did have a technical error, so we got to go back and I got to reset. So we're gonna add. We have one more song to play.
4: You go. Okay. What are we gonna
1: play? Anything good? And we'll, we'll stick around. Stick around. Morning's Lone Star is our last break. We'll be back. We got till eleven o'clock tonight. Today, today. That's a.m. Not p.m. We'll be back.
5: Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning.
0: Conroe Coffee is a local coffee shop located in the heart of downtown Conroe at 206 North Main Street, Conroe, Texas. Between the Creighton Theatre and the Owen Theatre, Conroe Coffee serves breakfast, lunch and dinner along with tasty treats and Italy's favorite coffee. Have your favorite coffee or just have a midday snack be personally delivered to you at any location in downtown Conroe. All you have to do is call 936 Conroe c or 936-266. 7632.
1: We'd like to thank our sponsor at Conroe Coffee for supporting Mornings with Lone Star and Lone Star Community Radio. Don't forget to check them out online at conroecoffee.com
3: A Lone Star Community Radio is Montgomery County's radio station with talk, music, weather, and traffic for Montgomery County. Have a question or comment about one of our shows? Want to know how to reach a host? Just contact the station at irlonestar.com Or call in and leave a message at 936 647 3776. Get involved with your community with Lone Star Community Radio. Who let the
4: dogs out? Who, 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 who? We did not leave the dogs out, despite contrary to previous reports, it was not us. Our dogs let us out. That's right. So we were talking about dogs earlier today,
1: dog ownership. Our dogs rock. Dogs are cool. Cats, cats are cool, too. Snakes are cool, too. And you know, Actually, I hate having animals. Not gonna lie.
4: Snakes, I'm uh, mortally terrified of. And cats, to me, are, I, I prefer to refer to them as zombie bait. In the zombie apocalypse, yeah. I will load myself up with boxes and boxes of cute little kittens and a slingshot. And as the zombies come from one direction, I slingshot the zombie bait over to them and run in the other direction, because that's how I roll, and I have just now successfully lost every cat-loving fan and listener we ever had.
1: But I got to stay true to myself. Well, it's true. Those critters, uh, it's a hit or miss when you get a cat, because I've had a good cat, and I've had bad cats. More bad cats than a good cat.
4: Well, you know, you, there's a TV show, My Cat from Hell, but have you noticed there's not My Dog from Hell on TV? I'm just saying. But, uh. <laughs>
1: Okay, so uh, in turning events, we do we are going to be out of here here in a bit. But what? I don't know if you know this, but Alec Baldwin has come out and said that he bullies women. So I guess it's kind meanwhile
4: of, in related news, people, water is wet. Yeah, so
1: people are preemptive, striking <laughs> this whole harassment deal.
4: He's he's trying to get in front of it, but that's like <laughs> seriously, Alec. We knew.
1: So, I mean, it's just kind of weird. So, did you ever hear his phone call with his daughter? Yeah,
4: I did. Now. Yeah. Now unfortunately everybody, you know, makes bad phone calls and everybody gets a little drunk. And you know, you see the things with like stoned David Hasselhoff eating a cheeseburger on the bathroom floor and Alec Baldwin calling his daughter names, which, you know, I'm not believe me, I am not backing him. I do not have his back in this whatsoever. But everyone's just making mis everyone can make a mistake. Everyone misspeaks. Um, you know, people saying, Oh, Trump said this, but Obama said there were 57 states. You know, everybody does it. We need to get off this hole. As the second someone misquotes or misspeaks something, everyone just goes haywire on it. Hey, this literally just came over the newswire. Bo Bergdahl, no prison time. Who? Bo Bergdahl. He's the uh, the army sergeant who deserted his post and got captured okay. by the Taliban yeah, for yeah, years, yeah. and men died looking for him. Yeah, he, he doesn't get a... Uh, I guess the judge felt that, you know, being in the hands of the enemy that you are walking to was punishment enough, so no jail time for him. Huh, whatever. Good luck him getting a job somewhere.
1: <laughs> well, uh, you've you got a big weekend planned for yourself?
4: Yeah, it's uh, we got the... uh I get the play. The, the, got the play. got the radio play Sunday evening, Saturday. I'm double, not double booked, but it's going to be a full day. Uh, be the Boots for Troops Green Zone Housing concert in the country. Uh, tickets only $25, and believe me, they're they're well worth the, the cost. Lots of music, great cost. And then Saturday evening, I'll be at the gala at the Woodlands Waterway Marriott. Uh, ticket's still available for that. Uh, come see me there. Again, a great cause, first responders. These are the uh, cops and firefighters and EMTs that every day see bad stuff, and this organization helps them out. helps them not have to uh, relive all the bad things they see. So big weekend for me. What about you?
1: I am joining Joey Savage of Oak Radio on Saturday. Uh, we're doing a thing that kind of is becoming a bigger deal every year. It's called Extra Life. And what they do is they raise money. They play video games for 24 hours. And they live stream it. And they do other different techniques. And basically they're doing something, I believe, at Space Cadet Gaming Gaming. And uh, they basically raise money. If you want to join the tournament, you pay Money and that money goes to, I believe, he is donating the money to the local uh children's hospital here in the woodlands. Awesome! So, uh, but yeah, I'm gonna be participating in that. And then you're gonna be like video gaming for 24 hours. I'm not, I think he is. What
4: are you gonna be the the water boy? Are you gonna cheer him on? I'm just, and
1: I entered a tournament, a Mario Kart thing, so I'm gonna. Lose. So Dick's going to play Mario Kart, yeah, I'm, huh? I'm going to play Mario Kart and lose horribly. When? Wait, when's this happening? Saturday? It's on Saturday, yeah, at 7.30. It's, uh, I believe it's Space Cadet Gaming Gaming. AM or PM? PM. So, uh, yeah, I was like, AM, man. <laughs> uh, but it's at, again, 100% of the donations go to the local hospital, and uh, yeah.
4: That sounds like good. Dig, dig doing stuff for a good cause. And hey, you know, video gaming, sign me up. I'll be all over that.
1: Yeah, yeah.
4: So, full weekend. So, is there going to be, uh, are we going to remote out there? Are we Are going to, like, broadcast live?
1: I know they're recording their show, segments of their show there. Okay. They're going to do that.
4: Have you been to uh, Space Cadet before? No. It's awesome. Uh, lady, uh, they got Space Cadet uh, Collectible Collectibles and Space Cadet Game, game Games. Game, yeah. And uh, Miss Jen, she, because, uh, uh, you know, I do a... A weekly uh, tv spot for Woodlands online talking about events she's got the spot too for uh, talking about the latest in in nerdy collectible comic stuff she's really cool uh, i like miss jen so well
1: that's what we're doing i hope you guys have a safe weekend again this is the last weekend you're gonna see young frankenstein and rick the reluctant cowboy so get on out over to the Crichton theater and uh across tickets the
3: st-
4: yeah go
1: ahead and across the street Dallas in for murders oh. last weekend Mm-hmm. Uh, but we don't have anyone in that, so I don't really care. No, well,
4: I, I have peeps in that, but no one that's really But not in the radio. the radio. Not on the radio.
1: Yeah, yeah, Rick the Cowboy's in that play, man, at Young Frankenstein. Go see him. He sings. So <laughs> if you want to be entertained for a little bit, that's a perfect way to be entertained by Rick the Relaxed Cowboy singing. Uh, just kidding, Rick. You're really good. Uh, but he'll be actually on later today around 3 p.m. Uh, you can really tell when he's in a play because just I can't believe you people actually do this voluntarily. Just the amount of work y'all put into this stuff—it's right? amazing. Try directing. <laughs> no, I, I mean I can't imagine. So, uh, just to remind folks too, as we close out, uh, we do have a live radio play here on Lone Star Community Radio on Sunday at 7 p.m. with the Lone Star Radio Troop live radio play. Mm-hmm. Live radio play. So two uh,
4: stories: what, seven to seven thirty, seven thirty to eight. Yeah. Uh, this is your community at work. These are uh, community people. Uh, writing them, creating them, casting them, directing them, putting them on, voicing them. It's uh, going to be a lot of fun.
1: Well, the dogs have been out, and they will be put back in on Monday morning here on Mornings of Lone Star at 9 a.m. We'll be back. If you have a song request that we play during our song breaks, send them to us. Email DSCK at IRLoneStar.com. That's me, or nw Lone Star on Facebook, or call and leave a message nine three six six four seven 936 647 Three seven seven six. Thank you for tuning in right now. This uh, today's episode has been podcasted on iTunes and Google Play, and of course, YouTube on Mornings with Lone Star. We changed up our format this week. I think it was a success. Yeah. Uh, one thing we really got to get going though is, folks, send us song requests. We can play any genre that is acceptable on on public radio, basically. So, uh, don't send us some nice stuff. All right, Sean. Enjoy your weekend. Dick. You too. I will. We'll see you guys later. Bye
2: bye.
5: Cows calling them canine. Hey! Uh, but they tell me, hey man, it's up the party. B-I-O. We put a woman in front and a man behind.
3: Uh, I a woman uh, shout uh, out. Who let the dogs
5: out. Thanks for checking out this podcast of Lone Star Community Radio, Montgomery County's community radio station. If you enjoyed this recording, make sure to check out our past shows online at irlonestar.com or their respective video or podcast formats on YouTube google play or itunes if you have any questions regarding the show either it being about sponsorships or questions for the host contact the station manager at dick at or call the station at 936-647-3776 this show was recorded in downtown conroe texas at the lone star community radio studio and lone star community radio reserves all rights to this recording and images